0: You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck.
1: Hi, this is Steven from
2: Geek Elite Media, and I want to tell you about Cuts by Candice, a hairstylist that will work with you to get just the right look. After growing my hair out for years and years, Candace was the only stylist I trusted to cut my luscious locks. Mention our promo code, GeekOut, when making your appointment through the end of April 2019, and you'll get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candice on Facebook and Cuts by Candace 3 on Instagram, and start looking the best you, you can.
0: The future comes and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the Geeks Watch. For the Geeks and all the Geeks to come.
2: Welcome back for another shift on the Geeks Watch. Guess what folks? We are in the thick of it now. We're I think I think we might be past beginning of the season i mean there's only six episodes in the season the game of thrones season eight right john that's right and we we have now passed two episodes so if you look at it as the beginning the middle the end we, we have to be in the middle now yeah so two episodes in we still haven't exactly started the battle with the white walkers but or the whites or whatever i don't i, I still don't quite understand what's what they're both in there okay uh but the night King is on his way to Winterfell the winter at Army. least at least that's what we've been told i I saw somewhere well, okay, we'll get into it yeah <laughs> um let's talk about some geek news first. There's not much for news for this week, I think essentially is because of Endgame. in game in in game came out this week uh Avengers in game, which is a lot of people are saying the culmination for ten years of movies. I still feel like you don't really have. Any hint of Thanos until Avengers comes around, so I think it would be 2012 starts off this saga. But if you want to say Iron Man does, I'm not gonna fight you on it. 2008. So, out giving away any spoilers, just
1: your general overall thought. How'd you how'd you feel about Endgame? I wanted to go grab a tall boy and smoke a cigar. Uh afterwards that's how how good you felt about it yes this is uh probably one of the most satisfying climaxes i've ever experienced (laughs) in anything
2: (laughs) Uh, I, i i i'm almost right there with you i really enjoyed it too i don't i don't not so much into the drinking the tall boy or smoking a cigar, but, or, or mean, in the movie theater. But, <laughs> I'm but, not going
1: to say whether or not that didn't happen, <laughs> but it certainly could
2: have. It was, it was such a great movie. And I really feel like it, it's a movie that pays off mostly for comic book readers. Like people that know the comic books well, it really pays off. It, does that mean it p- doesn't pay off for people who don't read the comic books? I don't think so. I think people who don't read the comic books r- really enjoy it too.
1: No, it most certainly paid off. A lot of things that have been only in the movies. Yeah. If that's all that people have watched, it's definitely in there, including some of my favorite scenes were definitely things that were set up before. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, before this movie. Yeah. So, that you know, it, it's, it's not easy to talk about this movie without spoiling anything. Um, there's a lot of stuff... Uh, one good thing if you haven't seen it yet a lot of the stuff that's in the trailer is at the very beginning of the movie so that's
1: i was so surprised by that yeah I've managed to literally i mean it is a long movie too it is three hours but i would say like only you only get really like stuff from within the first 20 minutes yeah if anything yeah and i thought they were like just lying when they said that no so they're like no you're not seeing anything yet and sure enough there's like a whole different movie plays after those first 20 minutes you're you're absolutely right so
2: I would yeah, we both say we both give it our thumbs of approval, thumbs up of approval. Our approval.
1: Let's just say that. I'm going to give it the golden tiger eggplant of approval. <laughs> the golden tiger eggplant. I hate you. People know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, it, go out and watch it, go out and watch it twice, go out and have a great time when you see it. So, with that being said, let's talk about some geek news. Netflix. I've been talking about this since forever i've been wanting this option i have a feeling that netflix stole this idea from you
1: i you know what i put it out there on social media so it's it's my own fault if they did you know what contingential to this this is so stupid but i'm gonna say it now because no one else will ever hear this again from me one time when i used to have t-mobile and i switched to verizon t-mobile called me they're like, hey, you know, we are sorry we lost your service, and we you know, we just like to know what we could do to get you back, you know, maybe someday or whatever. And I was like, eh, if you really wanted me back, there's two things you can do. One, you can improve the coverage in my area. This was like 10 years plus ago, so mm-hmm. coverage was terrible here in this. I mean, town.
2: T-Mobile coverage in Yuma still isn't that great.
1: It's gotten so much better. Now. Uh, wow! It, it really, it, it's night and day. Okay. Anyway, I mean, back then we might as well have had Morse code if you had T-Mobile <laughs> 10 years ago, but. The second thing I told them was, also, uh, if you really want me back and you fix the coverage issue, pay my uh, early termination fee and I would happily transfer over. And then T-Mobile was one of the first companies to introduce that service or that option right. of you know, paying for your thing or reimbursing you for it. Right. And I'm like those bastards. They actually probably forward that somewhere along the chain of command. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just so specific. Uh, it really was. And, I mean, and it came out very shortly after I said it, and it, I was like, "Damn it, it's a possibility. It's John, something that, that could have definitely happened."
2: John Legere took yeah. my idea. <laughs> <laughs> so Netflix is is testing right now in certain markets a shuffle option. Now I've on said for the longest time that like because. You see the memes. You hear people talking about it all the time. How many times have you gone through and watched The Office all the way
1: through? How You know, Parks and Rec. Things like that. I spend more time looking for something to watch than actually watching something. And that usually defaults to, oh, well, I'll watch Parks and Rec or The Office. Yeah. Or, well, friends sometimes. but Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's those always the default.
2: And I just said, like, if I can just pick that show and then hit shuffle and then watch episodes out of the order. Because... I already know the, the story. I, it's not like, and then a lot of those episodes are just one off episodes. You don't need a full story for it. It, it, it's not multiple episodes. So you can just sit there and watch random episodes at, at, at you know, to just have it on and be like, oh, they're great. Pick this episode for me, kind of thing.
1: Yeah. I can imagine some people would be like, Nah, I don't want to see this one. Hit the random button again. Yeah. Nah, I don't want to see that one. Hit random again. I know. mean, it's a
2: possibility, but <laughs> it's, it's sometimes I think that just be it'd be great to break up the monotony, since especially if you've already watched the series multiple times over. Uh, but it sounds like here what they're gonna do is, or what they're testing out right now is a shuffle button on the whole app itself. So if you just hit shuffle, it will just pick a random show for you to start watching.
1: Oh, interesting. So it wouldn't shuffle within a series it right. would shuffle from the whole catalog.
2: Correct. Ah, and right. I would assume they would also it would also use the metrics of what you you like to watch to pick something for you.
1: Presumably, yeah.
2: Yeah, not just all of a sudden I'm watching True Hollywood Wives of Bel-Val-Air or something. I don't know what those shows are. <laughs> One of those. Yeah. <laughs> One of those. It things. must be a show. <laughs> so, yeah. I think a random episode button is pretty ingenious. Uh, we'll see if it ends up in the rest of Netflix. That sounds good to me. Speaking of in-game, Spider-Man Far From Home happens in, I think, what, just under two months? Or just over two months. So it's July 4th weekend. Uh, Far From Home, Kevin Feige has come out and said Far From Home is going to be the end of Phase 3, not the beginning of Phase 4.
1: That's interesting because, well, I mean, now we understand why there is going to be a Far From Home movie to begin with since we've seen the movie. But, um, yeah, it's really curious how it's going to – I have a feeling it's going to be the ending of the phase, but also it's going to set up the next phase. It's almost like an epilogue, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 like – it's kind of like the 10th episode of,
2: of – Game of Thrones, whatever season, like it sets up what's going to be happening next. Even though episode nine is the episode that really ends the big event for that season, yep. it's the it's it's what's going to set up for the for the future.
1: Yeah, there you go. I think that's what's going to be it. I think uh, I I think they're playing it very close to the chest, and I think Mysterio is not the only character we're going to see that's going to have a big impact in future ramifications here yeah. with the the series. Yeah. Uh. All right,
2: so yeah, um, I don't, I don't know how I feel about it so much because I really feel like you should just call in-game the end of phase three, but and then just make uh, Far From Home the prologue instead of the epilogue, but the prologue for phase four. But if Kevin Feige says it, then that's what it is. I mean, I mean, look at look at what we did with Infinity War. Infinity War wasn't the end; uh, you still had Ant Man the age of ultron wasn't the end of that phase you still had (laughs) ant-man because age of ultron happens and then ant-man happened right after that 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 was the end of phase two uh infinity war obviously wasn't the end of phase three either but ant-man and the wasp was the end of the snap so to speak because you still had the lot that them to be dealt to be dealt with um i don't know if it happened with the first avengers either because that was the end of phase one wasn't it
1: yeah, Avengers was the end of Phase One, and I can't remember right away what came out immediately after that. The end after Avengers, you know, I just did the rewatch
2: of everything. Oh, that's right. I, you think I would know off the top of my head? I want to say it was Winter Soldier, but I'm not positive on that.
1: I think it was Iron Man Three.
2: It might have been Iron Man Three because he was suffering from the PTSD at that point. Let's yeah, see
1: of going through the the portal and almost dying
2: uh yep iron man 3 was the next movie
0: hmm.
2: so that yeah and that definitely starts off phase two so which is also weird because we got iron man and iron man 2 in phase one which i i always thought was kind of strange
1: so did that mean we got thor 2 in phase two and yeah. Thor three in phase three yep interesting yeah 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 space them out i guess yeah i mean and we only got one Hulk movie. so We unfortunately only got one Hulk movie because Universal plays differently, essentially. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but now that uh, after the events of Endgame, I mean, I feel like they've uh, opened up the doors for what they can do with the Hulk character. This just, is true. Just a little bit. This is true. Uh, speaking
2: of Tom Holland, in a way, he is currently making a movie with Daisy Ridley called Chaos Walking. Over at Lionsgate. Now, this is two very hot commodity stars right now. Tom Holland, Spider-Man, Daisy Ridley, Ray. You would think that this movie is just going to print money. But apparently, it is unreleasable according to Lionsgate. I mean, that makes me want to watch it even more. (laughs) (laughs) I know it does. Uh, Based off some uh, young adult Novel series. Uh, I'm, I'm not too familiar with it, and it's being directed by Le- Doug Lyman, who, you know, has made some pretty great movies in the past. They are bringing in, um, I think, another set of writers. Was it several writers have taken a stab at *Chaos Walking* script over the years? Charlie Kaufman, Jamie Linden, L- Lindsey Beer, John Lee Hancock, and Ness, among them. Uh, while Robert Zemeckis came aboard as a director in 2013, only to be only to step down and be replaced by Doug Liman three years later. Uh, in April 2018, it was reported that Chaos Walking needed to undergo reshoots and might end up missing its release date. This is, 2000, this is 2018. According to uh, the Wall Street Journal, Lionsgate executives felt their earliest cuts of Chaos Walking were quite poor and un- otherwise unreleasable. They're now hoping to salvage the film with reshoots which are scheduled to last three weeks and should uh, substantially increase the movie's $100 million production production budget.
1: I mean, that is crazy, right? I mean, I can't even understand where to even begin to figure out what the problem is because, I mean, if they had a script, that had to get approved to start filming. You're absolutely right. So was it the acting? Was the directing just really bad? Was it just, like, production was crappy? I mean, there's so many things where this... Just to pinpoint where this is going wrong. <laughs> but I'm like, no, make this, re- like, release it. This could be the next, uh, you know, the room or something. If it's, <laughs> if it's really bad. You're right. But it's super expensive, the room. A super, yeah, a high-budget room. So
2: uh, here's the description. This is an adaptation of Patrick Ness's sci-fi novels of the same name. Chaos Walking takes place in a dystopian future world where all women are believed to have been wiped out and a virus allows people the ability to hear other humans and animals thoughts it's (laughs) wait what (laughs) so one how does population keep going if all women have been wiped out two why do you throw in also the fact that people can now read thoughts because of a virus yeah (laughs) not just human thoughts they can read animal thoughts now, when you read animal thoughts, do animals have thoughts that are in English or
1: whatever language you speak? Or well, according to what women want, it would be in their own language. So, like, they had the little French poodle. It was like, Monsieur, I have to poop. Oh, God.
2: Uh, but you can understand. I would think that if you were listening to a
1: dog's bar- uh, thoughts, it would just be more barking. So, I'm, I'm trying to just make sense of what you just told me. So, this is like a combination of why the last man, but reverse the sexes. Right. And essentially, what women want, but you don't hear other women because there are none. You just hear every every other male and yep. animal. Yep.
2: What? And this is this is also some young adult novel series, so which have you know
1: since Divergent have been Wait, going down. So. Like- Oh, yeah. Divergent definitely screwed the pooch. They just really overshot. They, they ran it into the ground. Yeah. So,
2: did, did, so did the the Maze Runner. The mortal and Engines. Mortal Engines. Yeah, yeah. And all that stuff.
1: Um, mortal Instruments. Oh, yeah. That's another Mortal, huh? <laughs> Thank you, Twilight, for making everyone think they could just adapt any <laughs> YA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I guess this means that Daisy Ridley's gonna be the the Mary Sue that survives all of this. Yeah, something like that. She's she's definitely gonna be she's she's why,
2: if if you wanted to put in that album yeah. or an anal- analogy. Analogue, yeah. Yeah, that analogue. Um, yeah, I know nothing about the, the novels or what the story is, but just to hear that it is unreleasable. Like it is so bad that Lionsgate, it's like we can't. We there's nothing we can do but throw more money at this.
1: I mean, it's an, it's enough of a cluster bundle that it definitely seems like even if it's un uh, yeah there there I feel like there's something good there no matter how bad it is yeah. just because of how much of a mess it is. Yeah,
2: that's that's mm. that is strange so to speak. Is it a movie with the
1: two of them in it? Does that does that interest you at all? No. Really, the, the two stars don't do anything for me specifically. Huh. It would be more of just like the the story that they're telling, or the story behind the story. At this point, is, <laughs> Doug
2: Lyman also interests me though, because like Edge of Tomorrow is one of my favorite Tom Cruise movies.
1: It's yeah, it's really good. Yeah, so I mean, and that's good in spite of Tom Cruise. It's just a good movie. Period. <laughs> Tom Cruise just brings his own little craziness to it, and right? It makes it you know <laughs> just a little bit better. So
2: Nintendo is going to release. A cheaper version, or at least less expensive version of the Switch coming out. Do you have a Switch? I want
1: to get a Switch.
2: I do not yet. Yeah, neither do I. Um, I know I, I read something about it, but is do you know like or how you know the cost of a Switch? I think it's
1: like uh, three hundred bucks right now.
2: So I assume that the the least ex- the less expensive version is going to not have as many bells and whistles then.
1: I guess, yeah. I, if I've heard things correctly, I think it's going to have um, uh, non-detachable handles on it. So, like, it'll be the, the tablet and the handles will be permanently attached. But you could always just get, like, you know, the wireless ones, too, I think. Oh. That'll save on some of the production costs because then it'll just be a solid piece instead of, you know, all these Detachable. little... Detachable. Yeah, there, there's going to be some cost-saving things. If it, if the handles stay on, that reminds me of uh, the old Sega Game Gear. Yeah, it's just as big. Yeah. Um, as long as they don't go the route of the end uh, gauge we'll be okay. Oh, I don't even know what the end gauge is. I think that was Nokia's attempt at a gaming cell phone. Oh, okay. Right around 2004. Okay. And it looked like a taco. It looked like a taco? Yes. Why? Because they hadn't really quite figured out like, cell phone gaming at that time. Uh-huh. I mean, it still had a full QWERTY keyboard on it. And the way that you would talk to it is you'd have to hold the spine essentially like the top part of it uh-huh uh, like next like this like oh so you know?
2: like the the spine of the taco next to your ear yes oh and, weird
1: and yeah so and so like the bottom part would be round like you know like essentially you'd be holding a taco upside down so so yeah obviously this did not do well because I've never seen this no no it, it was released but it did horrible right
2: yeah that's what I'm saying and no one bought it
1: Yes, it was. I mean,
2: also, I, I imagine that just fit weird in your pocket.
1: Yeah, it was super... Unc- and also, to change games, you have to take out the battery. You have to... <laughs> it was essentially where like the memory card and the SIM cards would go. And so they're like, well, where do we put the games? Oh, well, I guess next to those slots. Well, which kind of brings up uh,
2: the fact that... Because right now, Samsung has their, what, their folding phone, which yes. has got all kinds of problems
1: with it. Like, yeah. it's cracking. Just but like technology people... was not ready to be released yet. No,
2: it really wasn't.
1: <laughs> it's really meant more... It, it should be meant more for things like... Um, like watches Mm -hmm. or things that need more like high performance or flexibility in them. It wasn't necessary for a phone module that turns into like a half tablet Mm -hmm. and it, I've, I've been following it a lot because I've been really looking forward to this kind of technology for a long time, thinking like this is the future. Imagine a day where you can like origami something out of your pocket. It that would be pretty cool. That's like, a you know, a, an actual functioning phone or whatever. Looper did it the best. It's, it's in the background in some mm-hmm. scenes, but they have like these really awesome phones in Looper. One is completely clear. And like everything that you need to see on it just becomes like solid within the glass. Mm. It's super awesome. And then uh, there's another phone that you see where this guy basically takes out a, like a small piece of folded paper, unfolds it like four times, and it's a phone. Mm. I was like, dude, that's awesome. That's the future right there. I, you
2: know what? I want the, I want like the 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 in the palm of your hand thing. Like just it being in your hand, and you put it up to stuff. Like what was what was that movie? Was that? That was Total Recall, wasn't it? Where, like, you put it up to any piece of glass, and then you, the glass kind of becomes your monitor.
1: Was that Total the, Recall? The new Total Recall. Oh, I haven't seen the new oh, one. Oh,
2: you didn't see the new one? Yeah, I think that was Total Recall. Uh, but Or just, like, some kind of holographic projection out of your hand kind of thing, and you interact with the hologram.
1: Well, you know, they have um, these little Pico projectors that you can attach to your phone. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that'd be that hard to... Have it so that it basically just shoots like a a projection of who you're talking to, like FaceTime, mm-hmm. but like on a wall. I mean, it's not quite a hologram, but <laughs> you'd have a projection of the person talking to you if they're FaceTiming you, but that'd be like, you know, life size or whatever. I Yeah, I could see it. I want to do that now. Let's see. <laughs> Regate somehow still speaking of
2: uh video games uh Capcom kind of teased that because you know they're doing all their remakes of their of the old resident evil games resident evil one resident Evil 2 got uh digitally enhanced or whatever you want to call it and, and 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 remade well number
1: two was completely remade from the ground up i think
2: yeah okay so not enhanced so completely remade. yeah yeah
1: it wasn't like just better graphics it was the um n- new uh engines and everything for mm. it but it looks really cool
2: and uh, I guess they tweeted out something saying that maybe kind of hints at they're going to be doing the same for uh, Resident Evil 3. Uh, essentially, is like, a, let's see, clearly something or someone doesn't understand the concept of doors. What do you think happened to the wall here? And I'm guessing that's hinting at Nemesis. Yeah,
1: that would be the Nemesis. Um, you know, I think I'm getting too old for those games. Why? Because I remember playing Nemesis when I was younger, when it first came out. Oh so long ago. <laughs> and I just remember being so stressed out because the thing is <laughs> just after you, you know, and I mean isn't that what the isn't isn't that something that's already in the the new number two movie make? Isn't that like Mr. Big or <laughs> Mr.
0: X or something? Mr. X, yeah.
1: Well, um uh, sort of. Uh with the new revamp of the title, they changed it around a little bit. Originally in the first version of it, um Mr. X didn't come out until you beat the game once. And then you replayed it because there was two characters. Mm -hmm. So you'd have to beat the game one way. Uh, The game came on two discs, I remember, way back then.
2: I I remember. I I had Resident Evil 2 also. I loved that game. Yeah.
1: So you have to beat it one way first and that you get one storyline. And then whichever character you didn't choose and you pick for the second time, you play like their version of it. So there'll be some intersecting events. But the second character's storyline has Mr. Big... Mr. X. Mr. Big, Mr. X, uh, Mr. Big was Sex in the City, wasn't yep. he? <laughs>
0: um,
1: and uh, yeah, so like you, ha- I I remember only ever playing the second part of the of the game once because of that. I I always liked it more. I mean, yeah, I can handle a dog crashing through a window or a liquor falling on you from the ceiling or whatever. Those are cool. But when you constantly have something after you, and it just won't stop. That's aggravating. (laughs) And so, like, I remember playing Nemesis once and never again. Oh, wow. And and now that I see that uh, Mr. X is is basically in the whole game of part of the revamp of part two, I'm like, I'm good with just watching other people play it. I don't want (laughs) to.
2: Yeah, I never played Nemesis when it first came out uh, or ever. So it's interesting. I think the the most I ever knew about Nemesis was watching the first Resident Evil movie when... uh, Well, I guess the first and the second Resident Evil movie.
1: They they reference him in the first. You find out, oh, this is the guy that becomes the Nemesis. Yeah, he
2: says, take him to the Nemesis project.
1: Yeah, and then he comes out in the sequel, and there he's the Nemesis, which was really lame (laughs) because, I mean, well, I mean, the movies are their own separate things. I feel like, because I I did play number two uh, back
2: in the day, not the remake, but didn't the Nemesis show up in that? Because I remember like I was playing through as a character, and then all of a sudden like this Thing just gets shot from the sky and lands in front of me. Isn't that the Nemesis, or is that Mister X? I think that was Mister X. So I mean, that means I played through it once, beat it, and I was playing through it the second time.
1: You must have, yeah, because oh. Mister, if I remember correctly, Mister X only came out in the second part of the campaign after you beat it with one of the characters.
2: Interesting. Uh, okay, well, I mean they're 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 doing they're they're pulling the Disney thing and, and remaking their old <laughs> old stuff, so. More power I to mean, them. As long as they
1: keep doing them well, I mean, yeah, yeah, that yeah. can't complain. Uh,
2: we talked. We watched Star Trek Discovery season one. Um, there's some information about Star Trek, the Star Trek Patrick Stewart show, the John Luke Picard show. It has started don't have filming. Don't title though. Yeah, that's weird. I wonder. What,
1: I mean, what do, what do you think they're going to call it? I mean I I tried to come up with some funny titles but nothing comes to mind I'm like <laughs> Captain's Log or something I don't know. Uh
2: yeah, it starts filming this week essentially. They started filming. Um I assume that it's also going it's it, it they're going to follow the same suit of one episode a week. It's not going to be a bingeable show. Uh so I don't know. Uh it it, it we'll see we'll see what it, it, I mean I I assume we'll, we'll definitely get to see more uh, set photos and and more news from it as they film more episodes. But as of right now, they're just started filming.
1: I'm curious if these are going to follow continuity. Because so I mean, you,
2: there is a continuity for Jean Luc Picard's character. Yes, because, after
1: Starfleet. Well, essentially, because we don't know how the Next Generation has been affected by the whole Kelvin timeline thing. Right. So we don't know if this is going to be taking place in the regular timeline or the kelvin timeline or what's going on yeah yeah. so um if they follow through with like let's say they go the kelvin timeline route so they say well a lot of the events in the next generation also happen in the kelvin timeline but there's going to be some differences because you know time travel paradox or whatever Mm -hmm. butterfly effect type stuff um that could be a good way to undo a lot of the the bad things that they did with the movies, like killing off Data in the last one. Or um, uh, like basically everything that happened with the Q. Because the Q essentially were really a big part of Captain Picard's uh, development as a character. Correct. I mean, he was there from like, I think... I don't know if he was there since the first episode, but I mean, he definitely... Was instrumental to, um, you know, how Captain Picard approached uh, not just the, his captaincy, I guess, or his leadership, but also like his existence. Mm. Like he taught him about like how to expand his mind from just uh, four dimensional thinking. I guess it's it's hard to describe it, but right. essentially, the- yeah. There's a lot of stuff in there, and I feel like it's a real waste that we don't get more. If we don't get more of the Q and what effect it's had on him and where we are in the timeline as far as if this is in the Kelvin universe or the prime universe, um, I'm almost kind of hoping it isn't the Kelvin simply because, like I said, the movies were really hit and miss. The first one was okay. The second one was better, but the last two were just awful. Right. Yeah. And especially with the fact that they got rid of Data. I mean, Data was such a huge part of it. Yeah. They they tried to pull a like a a Spock thing with Data transferring his memories into the other version of Data that they found or whatever. Um. These are just some really bad references to <laughs> Insurrection, but um, I don't know. It's just interesting to find out first of all like how this fits into the overall continuity essentially because mm-hmm. this would be as far into the future as we've gone at this point i mean what we've been doing since the end of, of the next generation is go backwards you know we did it with uh the star trek movies with uh, abrams mm-hmm. and the shows now discovery enterprise i mean we haven't gone any further in time because like
2: Deep Space Nine and and Voyager take place concurrently with uh, Enterprise, right?
1: Or not Enterprise? Next Generation. Essentially, yeah, because uh, you have interp- um, some of the events inter. Um, what do you take call it? Uh, intersect. Yeah. Intersect. Yeah. Because uh, Voyager, by the time inter- insurrection happens, Voyager's already like back home. Like they they finish their being stranded out in space whole thing. Okay. And from Deep Space 9, the whole Dominion War and all of that's already over, and that's why it Warp's like around now. Um when as before he was, you know, security officer or whatever he was on Deep Space 9. Oh, I didn't know that. Um yeah, so he's basically like all of the those major like plot lines are done. And so now we don't know what happens next, essentially. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm most curious about. And I'm also kind of concerned that they'll just mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last piece of news before we talk about
2: Game of Thrones for this uh, this episode, we have uh, Ian Glenn. We talked about this last week. has uh, been cast as, or was it last week or two weeks ago? But he's been cast as Bruce Wayne in season two of Titans for DC Universe. Or at least that's what it has been reported that he's being he's been cast as as Bruce Wayne. Now there's some set v- video that's been leaked out online. Uh, you can find it. On you know on Twitter or wherever, uh, shows uh, what's his name Brenton Thwaites as Dick Grayson walking Wayne Manor with uh, Ian Glenn uh, as older Batman or older Bruce Wayne so to so to speak. Yeah, I guess the idea is more like he's supposed to be like Batman from or Bruce Wayne from like Batman Beyond, like super old and not being Batman anymore. Um, to me, I wonder if it's kind of a. I don't know, because I was looking at the original article written by The rap. It doesn't say, like, DC officially says that Ian Glenn is Batman. Wouldn't it be more interesting or more accurate if he was playing Alfred Pennyworth? Like, he's older and English and stuff. And I, I just feel like being,
1: I mean, what do you think about that? I like the idea of him being an older Bruce Wayne in the era of, like, let's say... Mm -hmm. But only because I'd like to see Batman Beyond. (laughs) I think that would be awesome. I'd rather see that than... I mean, I haven't seen Titans. I hear it's, like, okay. It's it's a mixed bag. But, um... I don't know. I feel like something that's more futuristic and has a different take on things.
2: I mean... I wouldn't mind seeing a, a live-action Batman Beyond either, but that's not what Titans is. It's, I mean, I don't think you would see that in that either. Uh, it's just, it's just weird. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Ian Gunn can do an American accent. He doesn't have to do his English accent. So
1: yeah, and also, why is Cyborg on Doom Patrol and not Titans?
2: <laughs> don't ask me. <laughs> he just is so. Uh, Alright, let's 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 go ahead and get into episode 2, season 8 of Game of Thrones, the final season, A Knight of the Seven
1: Kingdoms. I thought this was called episode 69. I mean, apparently a lot of people on the internet did. So, anywho, uh, before we get into it, let's go ahead and talk about, there's a specific song. Right, and we all know songs do not <laughs> indicate something good in the show. Yes, or at least nothing simple. There's, no. there's always a lot to unpack when there's a song featured in the in the show. Usually, it has multiple meanings, and in this case, it's it's no different. So uh, we'll get more into it later during the show. But Podrick, Podrick Payne, sings a song called Jenny's Song. It's eight six seven five three zero nine, right? It's no, that's not the. Right <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, send your raven to this number. That's right. Um, so. Uh, it's it's based on our story. Well, within the show or within the story of A Song and Fire, of Ice and Fire, there is a character called Jenny of Old Stones, uh, who was essentially uh, a commoner, mm-hmm. although she was descended presumably from like a lineage of kings from the First Men many, many millennia ago. And one of the Targaryen heirs, um, I want to say maybe about a hundred years before the events of what we're watching now maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit less um, fell in love with her and essentially abdicated the throne to his younger brother saying um, I don't really want to be king um, if it means I can't be with this woman that I fell in love with so that created some problems but eventually it kind of you know isn't that kind of a beginning plot of the King's Speech, too? Like, Essentially. <laughs> so, also real-life events? It's, oh, yeah. Well, mm. I mean, Game of Thrones is supposed to be based on the War of the Roses. Right. With the, uh, the um, I can't remember their names now. But, yeah, like, they, they even sound similar to Starks and Lannisters. Mm. It's, um, it's like Clarks and Bannisters or something <laughs> like that. It's, it's very simple. But, anyway... Um, Yes. So we have Duncan Targaryen who basically says, you know what, if I can't be with the woman I love, then I don't want the throne. And he lets it go to his younger brother. Now, I'm going to truncate this because there's a lot that goes into this story. But essentially, uh, Duncan is killed in a fire along with his father uh, and several thousand people. Uh, presumably this was during a time when they were trying to bring dragons back into the world and something went horribly wrong and essentially an entire castle burned down. Mm. So essentially Jenny, after all of the problems that they went through to be together, it's didn't end up together or at least they were together for a brief period of time and it didn't last. That's something that's kind of a theme in this episode from uh, some of the conversations that people are having. Definitely, And, um, so the lyrics in the song talk about how she's dancing with the ghost of her memory, um, you know, atop of a, of a castle. And it's implying that, um, you know, well, first of all, there's going to be a lot of bittersweetness <laughs> if we're weird to take into account that this is probably setting up or at least a foreshadowing um, that somebody's probably going to give up something very great to them. And in the end, it's going to cost them their lives. And whoever is still remaining is just going to have the memories of what happened, the ghosts, in other words. Which is another theme of this episode, is the memory of the world, Mm. is what the Night King is after. Okay. So in other words, the Jenny Song is essentially telling us that uh, even at great cost, you might be left with nothing at the end. And your victory might be more bitter than sweet why is
2: there never any like songs that are just like upbeat when you're telling <laughs> like the, like this is a very solemn story it's oh, like it, well, the, the theme at the end of it is like hey
1: you might end up winning but it's not going to be a good time they should bring in tub thumping to uh, westeros <laughs> <laughs> be... i
2: mean it's
1: just <laughs> i do
2: either uh, pot they essentially they're sitting around this fire and they're like they're this uh fireplace and they're like oh someone should sing a song Kind of lift up our moods and stuff like that. And Podrick picks this song as they're about to go into a battle. Like, Wow.
1: Thanks, guy. Which I think this also ties back to the previous season when they buy him like three different whores <laughs> and they send them back with the money because they're like, No, like you were too good <laughs> and they all want to know like what happened and he doesn't say. And I was like, Well, what if he started singing? Mm. And they were so moved by his voice that they're like oh no like we we insist like we should be paying you for this privilege <laughs> what a what a giant male
2: fantasy that, that, that is, is right there that, that is my head cannon <laughs>
1: So that's that's your lineage for today. This the the uh, the the history of this song. Just the explanation of the song, how it ties into this, what it could mean for the future. Yeah, it was, uh, like I said, is, I act. If anybody's really interested, just type in Jenny's song into uh, Wikipedia or and, and don't Google. Get, don't go
2: for eight six seven five three zero nine. No, no, no not that one. No okay. Tommy
1: Two Tone is is ahead of its time for this. One. I
2: feel like they should have had a cameo. They, there's early, there's been you
1: know. Uh, there's precedent for musicians to have cameos in the show. This is true. Lots of musicians. Which, by the way, I don't know if we covered it or not. But in uh, this episode, Always sunny. or the pre- no previous episode um i guess it must have been the first episode uh the one where braun is uh trying to sex things up with the uh, three other whores one We're, of whom has the pox right uh one of them mentions that uh oh yeah there was I, a ginger fellow i thought we talked about that last week i was uh, i was gonna say i wasn't sure if we talked about it or not but we, yeah that was a reference to ed sheeran's character
2: yeah they said they said uh that soldier eddie yeah. came back and he's burned like half of his body or some shit it's like, like his that. His face was burned off. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: presumably he was at that one battle with um,
2: where uh, Sam's par- the, uh, father and son died. Yeah, where father brother,
1: where the, the, the Tarleys were, is barbecued. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's what I, I saw that too. And then I guess either this week or last week, uh, Mac from uh, so yeah, Mac from Always Sunny in Philadelphia had a small cameo with no no words or anything. He's just in makeup and in the background.
1: Oh, that sucks! I missed him then. Maybe yeah. he was the guy that spat. At, no, uh, it's interior. not. He's
2: got this. He's got a weird, fucked up face, and his eye is like bulging out, and also cut or something like that. It's weird. It, I
0: completely missed
2: it. Then it's literally like you. They don't. The camera doesn't stop on him at all. It. It's the screenshots that I've seen is is blurry because the camera's just panning by him. I would really
1: hope that he was wearing his uh, nightman contacts. <laughs> that would make it worth it. Uh.
2: Okay, so let's talk about that fireplace scene or the scenes around that fireplace. It starts off with uh, Jamie and Tyrion sitting there talking about how, you know, the last time they were there, it was them, it's first season, it was them coming there to, to, what was it, it's, it's, it's King Baratheon, Robert, yep. coming to talk to his friend, um, Ned, right. to be his, his hand, essentially, right?
1: Yep, that was the whole, the whole that point, the whole that
2: thing Now, uh, And then they're talking about, you know, how it is that they're different. It's different for them to be here now than when it was there. And they even talked about that earlier, too, when they were walking through the town. Like, hey, the both of us are here and the people still here still hate us.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's just something's never changed. The North definitely seems like it's gotten a little harsher for everyone. Well, as the logo goes, the North remembers. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, yeah. most of the Northerners are none too happy about any of the people that are currently there.
2: (laughs) They really don't like people outside of them being up there. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Um, I mean, as we also see with Milsandra and Greyworm. Uh, Miss Sande in Grey
1: Worm. Miss Sande, sorry, Miss Landra's. So, is the red queen? Is the red witch still around? Yes, she was sent away last season after uh, Davos was like, "Hey, you like murdered the you know the little girl." Yeah, and she was like, "Well, yeah, I had to for you know the god of who light." what? Yeah, and John was like, "Well, you saved my life, but you're like a ruthless killer, apparently. So, I mean, I'm gonna do you this mercy. You get the hell out of here and never come back." Uh but. She told uh, Varys before that, that uh, they were both going to die there, basically. But she still had other work to do. Mm. So it's assuming she's going to come back. And also she made the prophecy that uh, her and Arya would meet again. That's true. So it's very likely she's going to come back to Winterfell.
2: Okay. Well, we saw with Miss uh, Missandei, Missande, yeah. Sunday Missande, sorry. I don't I'm never going to get names right. Kind of missy. And, uh, and Grey Worm as she goes to talk up to talk to some of the kids in town, She's like, Hey, how are you doing? They just essentially just spit in her face and walk away. Yeah, it was like rude ass kids. They don't. They don't. They don't like. Uh, either they don't really like black people, or they don't. They just don't like people outside of Winterfell being there. You know what? It could be a combination. It of both. could really be a combination. I mean, you don't see
1: a lot of dark skinned people that far this, up north. This is true. They don't. They don't see too many. It's like the Vermont of uh, Westeros. <laughs> what?
2: Uh, so when they're around this fire, it's. I mean, Tyrion's doing what he does best, drinking. Jamie's doing what he does best now. Uh, brooding
1: introspection
2: <laughs> introspection and then uh more people come to join them so who do we get we get podrick and brianne mm-hmm. we get Tormon uh, and, davos. and davos and is there one more
1: person uh i want to say there was one other person
2: i can't think of who it might have been
1: i think maybe maybe that was all of them
2: okay yeah. Well, essentially, they're they're kind of trading stories back and forth, and then eventually, and then and Tormund, <laughs> you know, he he gives the best story of why he's called Giant's Bane and why he's so big, and why he loves the big ladies, and why he loves the big ladies because at at the age of ten he killed the giant and then crawled in bed with the giant's wife and the giant's wife breastfed him for three months, so that's why he's so big.
1: You know, I don't know if I've ever. Related to a fictional character more in my life
2: <laughs> Because you also killed the giant And, and fed Breastfed well, off a giant woman
1: Indirectly Okay uh, There was no slaying of dragons But I do remember when I was five years old I saw Elvira, Mistress of the Dark For the uh. first time on television <laughs> And I've never been the same since So thus Started your obsession with the goth girlfriend Yes essentially
2: <laughs> Manic pixie goth girlfriend Yeah Uh so yeah, he tells his story of why he's so big. It's 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 essentially to ward off Jamie, who he can tell is interested in in Brienne, and Brienne is definitely interested in Jamie. But then also to be like, hey, look, I know my way around big women to Brienne, because he's still he's still
1: smitten by her. Because the first thing he says when he shows up in town is, "Where's the big woman?" Yeah (laughs) And it keeps dropping references Like hey If we're gonna die At least we die together Yeah And also this could be Our last night on earth
2: Yep (laughs) I mean There was a lot of that Going around As we'll talk about later (laughs) Definitely Um, I'm surprised more people Aren't trying to You kind of think That's what would be happening More people should be Um, Brian Then it comes up that Brienne is not a knight because someone says uh,
1: Sir Brienne and I think it's Tyrion. Tyrion was uh referring to her as Sir Brienne and then realizes oh I mean lady sorry. Yeah. And, and she clarifies to Tormund that
2: ladies know, can't be knights because it's tradition.
1: Yes. To which he says fuck tradition.
2: And then he says the most awkward thing of if I was a king I'd knight you all the time or something like that. Yep.
1: What, Classic nice guy mistake saying but, what would I would do for but you.
2: But what would that mean? What does that mean?
1: I, I would knight you. All, I mean that just Doesn't sound right. I mean, I'm guessing that means he would say that little ceremony (laughs) ten times. Like, just for the sake of it. (laughs) Yeah,
2: exactly. So then, we, yeah, Jamie comes up with, hey, look, you don't have to be a king to knight somebody. Like, you can be knighted by knights, uh, essentially in wartime. It's like
1: deputizing,
2: essentially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I I remember hearing that phrase in A Knight's Tale with Heath Ledger when uh, Paul Bettany's character, Chaucer? Yeah, Yeah, Chaucer's like... uh, A knight sired by knights kind of thing. So, it's uh, I guess it's it's a thing in history that could happen. So, Jamie
1: literally knights Brienne in the scene. Yeah. And usually that's why knights were also like hereditary titles as well. Because, you know, once you're a knight, your father can turn you into one Mm. after you've been squired for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, But usually, yeah, squires usually end up becoming knights as well, essentially. So... Yeah, we get the little ceremony where Jamie was like, "Here, I'll prove it. Come over here." And she's at first kind of hesitant, like, "Yeah, right." Um, but this is after a previous scene that where they had a conversation, and you find out more of Jamie's true intentions of why he's here. Um, you know, he meets her out in the the middle of the courtyard or the where they're practicing sparring and mm-hmm. setting up defenses. And he's like, hey, so, like, what's the lay of the land? What's going on? And she starts giving him the lowdown of, like, you know, what their plan is going to be. And he's like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. That's I I like, you know, how you're thinking here. And she gets a little offended or upset. And she's like, hey, so, like, what are you doing? And he's like, what are you talking about? And it's like, why are you not calling me names and being rude to me and all this other stuff? And he was like, God, you know, he doesn't say it, but he's, like, basically saying, like, she has his respect like fully. And I think this goes through a lot of different characters where it's like everybody kind of feels death approaching Mm -hmm. and they no longer have time for like these little petty things that they had before. Right. Uh, These little squabbles, kind of like brand says in another part as well, where he says like, I'm not angry at anyone, you know, after Jamie says, you know, aren't you angry at me for what I did to you and so on. And it's like, no, there's much bigger things now. So that's part of it as well. Well,
2: I mean, we also talked about it last week. It's
1: Bran is also not Bran anymore.
2: And he even says that he's like, look, if you hadn't done what you have done, I wouldn't be here now. We wouldn't be, this is, you know, it's where where we're at. I'm not even Bran anymore. I'm the Three-Eyed Raven.
1: And they never ratted him out because he knows they're going to need him.
2: Yeah. So it's, I mean... Brian is the is the overseer so to speak so to speak. He he sees the bigger picture of everything that's going on. So Yeah,
1: and we get a glimpse finally of why he's so important. Too. Yeah.
2: Um so just to end off that scene is after they, they night um Brian or Jamie does he, that's when we get the the Podrick singing the song and that kind of ends their their story for the night. Um Go, the The beginning of the episode is is very heavily about Jamie Lannister, and because as we saw at the end of last week, you know him coming into town and Bran just sitting there staring at him. Um, the first thing is is he's he's put in front of the council, the court. I don't know what the hell that's called. No,
1: essentially he's on trial. He's on trial. Yeah. Okay. It looks like that's where they have him set up because they took away his weapons. Uh, he's surrounded mm-hmm. by northerners and soldiers. I mean, they're not, you know, aiming their weapons at him or right. anything, but he's definitely in a vulnerable position. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. So yeah, you have you have uh, Daenerys up there.
2: You have Sansa up there. You have uh, Jon Snow up there, and they're all kind of speaking on what what it is what they should do with him. What's the proper punishment for for Jaime Lannister?
1: Yeah, Daenerys makes it no secret that she's like, hey, like running into you is something I've been thinking about for a very long time.
2: Because he killed her father. Yep. And and it's, it's full of story she has she's full of stories told to her by her brother of how Jamie Lannister the Kingslayer betrayed his father betrayed her father and killed him in the in the house or whatever.
1: And in, in the well yeah, in the throne room throne room and then had the audacity to sit on the Iron Throne after doing so. hmm I
2: constantly feel I- the i don't know if it's irony or what but like the idea of daenerys had her killed had killed her own brother to get him out of the way like how can you sit there and be like i don't know judgy
1: about it i mean there is a certain level of hypocrisy i guess hypocrisy i guess that's power. what i was looking for yeah, yeah. um I mean, one could say though that her her brother needed to get removed for everyone's sake. Oh no, I, he I wasn't helping anybody.
2: You're you're absolutely right. Yeah, and but and also he sold he sold her into fucking marriage. Like he he wasn't a good guy. But yeah. you can't you can't sit there and say that the Mad King was a good guy either. He was doing terrible shit.
1: Right, and I mean he it kind of comes across because that's true for everybody. I mean. Uh, Tywin Lannister was a despicable person. Mm-hmm. Cersei for is still a despicable person, mm-hmm. um, and you know Brand caps that scene as well by saying, "You know the things we do for love,"
2: <laughs> which it, is also what he said. Which is
1: what he, he said. Jamie yeah. said when he threw him out the window. So things just coming full circle. Everything <laughs> just kind of wrapping up, and you're getting to realize, you know what, the things you do for love maybe not be the right things sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a, also I think going to be a big theme of this whole thing is. Uh, sometimes you need to think with your top brain, not your lower one <laughs> in order to, you know, make the right decision.
2: Which comes into big part later on when, uh, John and Daenerys have to talk or have a certain talk.
1: Yeah. Well, before that we have Sansa and Daenerys having that same conversation about, uh, you know, men being easily manipulated by the women. And she was like, well, no, like I, he made me come here. Like he's manipulating me. Um, Revealing that you know she does in fact love Jon Snow, mm-hmm. and everything seems like it's starting to turn around between those two. Up until the conversation turns around to, well, what's going to happen to the North once this is over? And Daenerys is essentially like, well, it's called the Seven Kingdoms, not the Six and the North. <laughs> so yeah, then their their little hospitality that they were playing nice just immediately ended. But they were saved by the bell because then somebody comes in to notify them that Theon Greyjoy has come to Winterfell.
2: Well, let's not forget that the reason that Jamie ends up winning his court case, so to speak, is because Brienne stopped, steps, steps up to talk, talk for him. She said, look, Sansa, you wouldn't even be alive if it wasn't for Jamie. You know, he made a promise to your mother to keep you alive. And then he sent me to come t- to protect you and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, and other things. So there was that. And then, yes... Theon Greyjoy comes to join join the battle. He
1: brings some of the Iron Fleet. I mean, I would imagine a ship's worth. Yeah. In order to get there, they needed to sail. Um, Wait, can you get to Winterfell from water? Is, is there an ocean nearby? Yeah, well, not like right next to them, but yeah, I mean, I'm assuming they would have had to have sailed up to uh, one of those coasts along the, I want to say it was the... Like near... The East, East Watch, yeah, well, it's further south from East Watch, but essentially same idea, yeah. I don't have the map. Why don't we have a map of Westeros in here? Uh, you know, that's I should get up several
2: maps, di- different things. You get Westeros, you get. Uh, I thought I had one. Middle
1: Earth, we can get. Oh, absolutely! That sounds uh, awesome.
2: Hogsmeade? or
1: Hogs. Whatever. Hogwarts. Hogwarts. There you go. We got the, the folding map. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> I'll be the map guy. I'll get. I'll, I'll. I'll be in charge of that. Sweet. Anyway, so. Yes, Westeros uh, doesn't have a port it's further to the east but yes they would have sailed from there cuz they were at King's Landing. Mm-hmm. Well, they,
2: were they at King's Landing yes. or were they at I thought they had already when he made when he talked to his sister about leaving, I thought he was they would have already made it to the Iron Islands.
1: No, that was when they first arrived to King's Landing. So okay. anything that happened would have have to have happened there when they left. Um with the ship and rescued yara okay so long story short yeah theon's there with a handful of ironborn and he pledges his allegiance uh they have a very emotional heartfelt like hug out uh between her and sansa him, or and, him sansa. and sansa well he's technically her now so uh, it's not technically z- z-
0: <laughs>
2: don't don't do that uh, okay um but yes yeah he he definitely he's first he feels super upset about the fact that he took winterfell um when he did for uh the iron islands and stuff like that and then she runs into his arms because she the last thing she remembers of him is him saving her from uh from Bolton Ramsey Ramsey Bolton Ramsey Bolton yeah. uh which i mean was was a very great redeeming moment for Reek at the moment,
1: <laughs> Theon.
2: Well, at that time he was he was still Reek.
1: I guess technically he was still Reek at the time. Yeah, that's true.
2: But yes, Theon.
1: Uh, yeah. So, it seems like there's something there. Like he genuinely like loves her. I mean,
2: I would say though, I would say he, I mean he he was definitely always been infatuated with the Stark family. So mm-hmm. it would make sense that he would he'd be in love with Sansa. Uh, and as the relationship grows in this episode, I would say she's probably smitten with him too. I mean, she she has a very strong memory and feeling associated with Theon Greyjoy right now. Yeah. Uh, it it was the it was literally her freedom. Um and every just about every other guy that she's ever been with, other than Tyrion, she just didn't like Tyrion because he's a dwarf, um has not been a good experience for her. Like Joffrey was a bad experience. Uh, Ramsey was obviously a bad experience. Littlefinger was another bad experience. So even yeah, though he yeah. he that he taught her a lot of things, but that that she just learned on her own, uh, he was obviously a creep, asshole. Um, so beyond Greyjoy, even though as a as a child he probably teased her a lot and stuff like that, he's not so great. He's not so bad now. Plus he has no penis, so she doesn't have to worry about sex with him. <laughs>
1: This is true, very true. Um, so, is the underlying message of Game of Thrones is don't mess with Sansa unless you want to die a horrible death? I would say that's a good that's a good uh good thought. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good moral. If that's true. That makes sense because Merin Trent, yeah, he also died very grisly death. That's at the, the hands one that of Arya. yeah, because that's the one that tried to rape her, right? Uh, well, he was beating her constantly at the request of Joffrey.
2: Oh, that's right. No, who's the one that tried to rape her? That the Hound killed.
1: Oh, that was just, just some, some random, commoner, yeah.
2: Okay, so yeah, don't don't mess with Sansa. You're gonna, you're not gonna end up well.
1: No. <laughs> and on the side note, like her battle armor is on points. Like she looks badass mm. in that leather looking thing she has on with the ring and the chain and them yeah and like those scales on it basically that's pretty bad everybody's
2: just dressed in black though like it's just a lot of black
1: daenerys has like her winter collection going on with lots of whites (laughs) and grays she wants to stand out um
2: so speaking of the hound the hound and aria meet on top of the wall uh joined by the the leader of the men with no banners
1: the Brotherhood Without Banners.
2: Yeah. Oh, The Brotherhood Without no
1: Banners, yeah. Yeah, Beric and Darian. Well, before he shows up, he's just kind of there brooding by himself, drinking from his skin of wine. She shows up and doesn't say anything, just kind of sticks her hand out, like requesting a drink, and he just gives it to her. And you can feel like a camaraderie, like like they bo- they've both both been through some shit now, and they're more like equals mm-hmm. now, more well, than ever.
2: Arya definitely feels like she's an equal, but I don't know. I mean, I, I still think that the Hound thinks thinks of her as a, the his little ward.
1: I'm sure, yeah. I mean, he's do, still... And
2: do you consider her... I mean, she's done a lot of killing. That's, she does. That's for sure. She's yeah.
1: definitely skilled, but in a different way. Yeah. I mean, whereas the Hound is just... He's a brunt instrument. He's a berserker, yeah. And she's an assassin. She's a rogue, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they have a few moments, and he's like, hey, before you wouldn't shut up, now you're not saying anything. And it's like, yeah, basically, you know, things, times change. And um, that's when Barrick shows up and he makes a really weird comment. Well, the Helen makes a really weird comment where he's like, oh, well, this might, what is this, a bloody wedding now? And I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? And my takeaway from that is like, it's some kind of a reference to the red wedding. But uh, I mean, because technically they, were, they all would have been there when it happened i mean we know aria and the hound definitely were right as it was ending and technically the brotherhood without banners was present nearby Mm -hmm. although it's more clear in the books that that happened than in the show right um in any case yeah it was just a weird line that they made and i was trying to figure out like well is that like a deeper meaning or is that just a throwaway line maybe he like improvised and they were talking about the lord of light and um
2: I mean it, I, I he could definitely be referring to that. I don't know. It's it seems interesting if he was referring to the to the red wedding, uh which would be another big event in Game of Thrones and yeah, I, I can I can get it, but I don't know. It seems it's it be seemed to, to weird to bring bringing it up like we Arya did see the aftermath of the red wedding, like cuz we know that she was just outside of the the hall cuz she thought she was going to go see her brother, but Instead, she saw her brother be dragged behind a
1: horse. No, he was mounted on a horse, but they had sewn his wet dire wolf's head on. That's right. Okay. Um,
2: Okay. So (laughs) I think the next thing we have to talk about is the elephant in the room, so to speak. (laughs) Arya, everybody's kid sister. Even though she's killed many people, and we're okay with that.
1: And in real life, she's 22.
2: She is 22 Everybody. in real life, yes. Uh, her and, and Gendry, they have shared enough looks of sexual tension from across the room now, and it's time to just get it on. Well, I mean, actually, Gendry is, is sitting there like sent, just staring at her as she's throwing
1: knives? <laughs> no, uh, well, in the later scene, she's uh, shooting or firing her bow and arrow. That's right, f- f- firing her bow and arrow, and he
2: has her weapon for her.
1: Yes, which a little disappointing. It's just a double-ended spear. Yeah,
2: I mean, I guess I mean. So she was taught with with the uh, bow staff, right? Yeah. So I guess it's kind of the same premise, except for now there's a point on each end, and yeah. both points are made of dragon glass. So she'll know how to she knows how to wield it, but yeah. It seemed like that didn't need to be a big mystery. Like, it's
1: yeah. Definitely uh, different than what we saw in that drawing. Unless it's like a, like a Billy Club thing going on where you can break it apart. and <laughs> She's going to be Daredevil? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it has a chain in the middle. She's, it's nunchucks. There you go.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: how awesome would that be? She can, She breaks it apart and fucking yeah. chucks it up. And there'll be like a Bruce Lee scene where, like, Erbil White Walkers just, like, stop around her <laughs> just to give her the chance to do, like, a little, you know, like, nunchuck solo. I mean, if they did that, I would cheer, but I
2: feel like a everybody else in the world would be like, this is just too much. It's jumping the shark right now. No, it would be awesome. <laughs> everybody would get behind it? Yes.
1: That would become a new thing.
2: So as she's... Inspecting her new weapon, uh, Gendry lets it out that the the red the red witch had taken taken him away from the banner the brother with no banners and uh, put leeches on him so that she could find out that he was the or because that he was the the illegitimate son of Robert Baratheon and with that Arya gets in her head that him and the red witch had sex and he said no we didn't have sex and she's like well how many women have you had sex with and he gets very shy about it and like oh well you know I don't want to talk about something like that and then she's a doesn't
1: kiss and tell that's very respectful, right exactly
2: just like Patrick."
1: yeah <laughs> but then
2: she coaxed it out of him that it's, it's three women or something like that that he's been with and she's essentially like look I haven't been with anybody I'm probably gonna die tomorrow I would like to not leave this world without knowing what that is. So the two she she disrobes and she t- she tells him I'm not the red witch, so you need to take it off your own fucking pants and she leads and they get it on.
1: Boy, do they. <laughs> or do they? Because afterwards, I mean it's become a meme now. It has become a meme.
2: Uh, I mean he definitely had sex. <laughs> whether or not he she looks
1: like he did, yeah.
2: Uh, whether or not she got to the point, that's that's another story, but she also wouldn't know any difference. So, uh, I was like, "Yeah, that's
1: what it is. You just got the best." Well, not, I mean,
2: that's not true. She might have, she might have gotten herself off at some point.
1: I, you know, you know what? I wasn't uncomfortable until you said that for <laughs> some reason. How are you okay with the rest? But that that point is now uncomfortable. I
2: don't know why. Okay, that fair definitely enough. triggered something. <laughs> Uh yeah, it, it's it's definitely a meme. It, that that parts a meme. Her just having sex is a meme. You know, people thinking of her as still being super young and and having sex is just bad. Even though in the first season of Game of Thrones, when Daenerys is with Cal Drago, like she's supposed to be underage at that point. Yeah, she was like fourteen. I mean, I don't know if she's fourteen in the in the show. She is fourteen oh, no, in the no. book. Oh yeah, yes. in the books. What I'm saying. But in the show, she's she's still she's supposed it, to be it's
1: assumed that she's uh what they refer to as flowered mm-hmm. so she can bear children right because so that's the important part in will. game of Thrones. yeah
2: because that was what happened with sansa is like as soon as she
1: had flowered like that's such a weird way to put it you too. said like, it first i know it's <laughs> that's how they say it but i'm just saying like that's such a weird like just metaphor I wasn't was it like, wasn't it cersei that
2: like helped her like hide the
1: the 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 sheets no, it was... Uh, it was the handmaiden? Shay. Shay, that's
2: right. It was Shay. My bad. Because if... Shay said if Cersei had seen it, then then she would have to have sex with Joffrey to sire her child. Well, they would marry them, yeah. Oh, marry them. That's right. Because they no, never got married.
1: They never... Nope. They never made it that far. If somebody saw them, though. I can't remember who. It was maybe another handmaiden. It was another handmaiden, yeah, that, uh, that
2: went, goes and rats him out. Yeah. Yeah. She probably ends up dead.
1: Yeah. They all do. Yeah, that's true. What <laughs> was the uh, one of my favorite memes was when winter comes, but you don't, or something. Like yeah, that. and I that was look
2: lost in the middle distance of, I've made a terrible mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's got to be the fact that she's aware of what's about to happen. That she's going, they're going up against this unnatural enemy, and she's probably going to die, or maybe even Gendry's going to die. Who knows?
1: Someone has a fan theory. That she was pressing him earlier in a in an earlier scene about what the White Walkers are like, um, because I mean she definitely has a curiosity about what they're about to face. Yeah, because she hasn't faced anything like this before. I mean,
2: going up against the 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 assassins of no face, no, the faceless men, the faceless men. Thank you. Um, that that's obviously supernatural in it in itself, being able to change your face and stuff like that, but. Going up against undead, frozen zombies is something completely different. What if she's trying to get
1: some intel so that she can pretend to be one through sex? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just earlier when I she mean, was talking earlier to it. when she was asking, like, what do they look like? You know, what do they? You know,
2: you're 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 you. You might not be wrong. I mean, that is one of her skill sets
1: now to be able to disguise herself to make your looks make herself look different. How does that play out? I would imagine maybe she, like, you know, you see a White Walker lieutenant, like, come up to the Night King. The Night King just goes, like, oh, hey, what's up? And then, you know, the <laughs> lieutenant. Because you know him. He's very yeah. casual. Oh, hey, what's up? And then the, the lieutenant, like, pulls out Cat's Claw or whatever that knife is called and, like, stabs him in the heart. Uh huh. And the Night King's like, what? And, like, you know, Arya just pulls it off. It's her the whole time, if dressing she, like a White Walker. And she says
2: the Starks send their regards. And the Starks remember. I mean, it it would it would be great for her to have a a line right then if she were to pull that off. Does she have to see the person that she wants to mimic?
1: I, I would imagine so. I mean, the idea I think is supposed to be that you literally collect a person's face, right? And then you add it to your collection or to the. You That's know, what I thought. The source. So I would imagine she'd need to kill a White Walker in order to get their face and stuff, but. Mm-hmm. I don't really know like uh, they could play around with that somehow
2: so speak or speak um maybe uh, suggest that's not the word i'm looking for imply imply no not imply but let's say that she does survive this battle with the, the the night king and now it's the north versus uh cersei and and the people of king's landing the gold company sure does could she go as walder frey did, i mean did she take his face
1: yeah i mean she was dressed like or does, she was in his appearance at the beginning of last season was that oh that's right yeah. i forgot about that um do
2: does the rest of the the world know that walder frey is dead
1: i think they do now but they really just glossed over that. I was gonna say, cause he, could he? Could she
2: show up? Or technically, could he show up in in King's Landing to be like, well, I want a a court with uh, not court, but uh, I want to be. T- I want to talk to Cersei, and then that she she's able to fucking stab her because she looks like Walder Frey.
1: I mean, it, it would make more sense if, like, let's say Jaime dies, she takes his face, or oh, that's true, someone would, else. But she already has a hit out on on Jamie. This is true. That's not a good one. So though.
2: yeah, what do you think that's going to do you think that's going to play out? Do you think Bronn gets there before the Night King?
1: That would be an interesting one.
2: Do you think if he gets there before the Night King or while the battle is going does he join up with Jamie and Tyrion to help fight the Night King or does he pull off the the assassination and just hightail it back to King's Landing?
1: I think he's going to die before he gets Neither. A to. Yeah.
2: I, I mean that kinda sucks. I, I really want him to get his castle. <laughs> I like I like Braun.
1: After everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. See, we're in an interesting position right now where like we don't know where this is gonna go. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, if anything, George R. R. Martin and um, the people in charge of the show, they definitely try to play with, you know, expectations. So I'm intrigued because it could go any number of ways and I'm very, very sure that we're not going to see the, the way that's coming Yeah, just because of the way they're doing it. So I don't know. I think some people are not going to get any kind of good resolution simply because it would be more realistic that way. I mean, we had a, uh, Grey Worm and Missandei talking about how they want to go and live on a beach after all and this is over, which definitely means they're gonna die. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, Jamie was like, well, well what happens after? And Bran's said, like, well, how do you know there isn't an after? And that didn't seem ominous at all. Uh, you know, Sansa's like, well, what happens with the North after the, you know, after this is over? And we don't know. Yeah. Because even if they do win, they still have to contend with the South at that point. With uh, Cersei and her lack of elephants. Now
2: that we know that she's not going to help out.
1: Which, real quick, so this is the second episode of a three-episode final season. The next episode, the halfway point, is going to be the Battle of Winterfell. So much is going to have to go down in this one episode. And we know just from what they were talking about. I mean, the Night King's probably going to make an appearance in the godswood where brian is going to be out in the open to try Mm -hmm. to lure him out Mm -hmm. we know that the night king has a dragon there's going to be two other dragons that are fighting for john and daenerys uh there's gonna be a lot of fire and ice breath being flung around i mean this is going to be
2: chaos it's supposed to make the battle of the bastards look like nothing
1: like, walk through the park or yeah. something, yeah. It's going to be nuts. Yeah, I think I heard that it actually broke the record for the largest on-screen battle, like, ever filmed. That makes sense. Which, I mean, even for things like Braveheart and stuff would be, like... Braveheart really...
2: or the Battle of Helms Deep in Lord oh, yeah. of the
1: Rings? Yeah, that one's... Um... Yeah, there's a lot of people. So, <laughs> I don't know. I'm really curious as to, like, just the mayhem that's going to occur... Um... It's yeah. This this one feels like it's gonna be the penultimate episode, mm-hmm. and then everything that happens afterward is just gonna be picking up the pieces. I, I mean, there's I, I don't see how this could be the
2: penultimate episode if if we're gonna have the North go against the South here, like that's gonna be a pretty big battle
1: too. Well. I would imagine there might be a scene where either a fire dragon or an ice dragon just goes in and incinerates the golden army, <laughs> and just fries them in their place. I mean, it, it's a, it's a thing that could happen. We'll see. So speaking of
2: afterwards, uh, we kind of get a hint of an issue that will happen afterwards if, say, both of them survive. John and Daenerys. John is down in the crypt once again, uh, speaking to or not speaking, but uh, pondering in front of the statue of. Liana? Yes. Liana Stark? Okay. Liana. And uh Daenerys comes up to, to ask him, Oh, who's this? And he's like, Oh, it's Liana Stark, and she realizes, Oh, that's the 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 Stark that my brother raped and, and killed and stuff like that. But John sets her straight and he's like No, he didn't rape because she's like everybody else says that he was a good guy. I don't understand why he would do something like that. And uh he's like, No, they were they were in love, they got married. And I'm their kid. Like she he just drops it on her casually, which is kind of weird. You think that he'd be like, hey, let's uh let's sit down for a second. But I think he saw he saw his opportunity, he saw his moment, and he's like, Alright, this is it. I'm gonna take it. And I'm your nephew. Like kind of thing. Um She says, Look, I mean, she's not even phased by the whole you're my nephew and we've had sex thing. It's more so, you're the next male heir to the throne. What does that mean? And, like, we don't get a resolution there. Like, he, John's kind of like,
1: that's what you take from all this? That's your biggest concern? All right. Well, she made it clear previously as well with the other conversation that she had with Sansa that this is, like, her only motivation to keep going was that one day taking over the Iron Throne. It's been her passion, her dream, her goal, her her everything, mm-hmm. up until she met John. Right. So, this is partially where the Jenny song, not the not eight six, <laughs> kind of fits in. Is like okay, well, now you have a situation where like, are you gonna do this for love or are you gonna stick to something for power? Mm-hmm. So, she, like, they're both gonna be in a tough position. And Jen, uh, Sam even kind of brought it up earlier. I Sam, hate Sam. Sam mentioned in the previous episode to John, I "Was like, hey, you like dropped your crown to like help your people. Would she do the same? So, it, but th- is that necessarily going to help
2: her people if she, if she drops her crown for him to be the new king, like?" That just implies that he, he would be a better ruler than she she would.
1: I mean, I don't see why they don't look at the bigger picture and be like, hey, you're both Targaryens. Incest is not that big a deal to you guys. And if you guys get married, you'll be king and queen. Yeah. It's like, what's the problem here? What's like,
2: the big problem? You'll just roll together. Yeah. Um, and d- does anybody else need to really know?
1: I mean, well, though Daenerys did bring up a good point. She was like, oh, so your best friend and your brother are the, the only two, two people. people that <laughs> know this, this information. And I was like, uh-oh. And confirmed this information. Yeah. Uh, well, there is one more, um, although he hasn't made any appearances in both the books or the show yet. Right, we talked about him last week. Yes, uh, you have the father of Mira and Jojen Reed, mm-hmm. who, um, yeah, he's been like a super mysterious character because ever since the, um, the, what was it called? The Battle of the... The Love Hill, or what do they call that one? Uh, Hilltop? The, uh... No idea. Oh, man. Well, the place where John was born. The Tower of Joy? Yes. Wow, I couldn't think of the name of that
2: thing. Oh, you're the one that usually corrects me, because I always say Tower of Justice, and you're like, oh, it's Tower (laughs) of Joy. So I didn't know that. I knew you knew it it all along. (laughs) You are just messing
1: with me. That was a trick to get it out of you. Ah. uh, yes so the tower of joy like he's basically gone missing since then mm-hmm. um, I mean he's not missing he's at home but it he just, doesn't participate it doesn't, doesn't ever leave I he's mean, he just could be up dead. there uh, no he's still alive he, he could be dead he, it's he, Schrodinger's yeah. read right now this is true okay yeah <laughs> so we, he could he's both alive and dead uh-huh. until he makes an appearance or, <laughs> or doesn't make an appearance or we open the box yeah <laughs> um so the, uh, the namesake of Leanne Stark
2: Uh, Or Lyanna Stark We have Lyanna Mormont Mormont We get to see her Have an interaction The first interaction With her uncle Jorah Cousin Cousin. No cousin She says cousin She says cousin (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah she's pretty much He's like hey look You should go And you know Be with the The women and children Because you're the Head of the house And we need you to be alive In case And she's like Fuck that I'm, I'm the head of the house I'm gonna I'm gonna fight with my men Kind of thing and we, as she just reiterates more that she's the badass, she's the little badass that we all know her to be. Do you think that the writers, like when they were they first made her come out, they, they that's what they were going for? Like we just want this kick-ass chick kind of thing, like little girl. And then as more people, like the internet, got behind her, of like yeah, fuck that, you know, fuck
1: the patriarch, or, yeah, <laughs> kind of thing. Like it just became more. It fed the fuel basically yeah i think it's uh well i mean i don't think they're embellishing it anymore so okay but they're definitely embracing it uh, embracing it yeah uh and then the,
2: la- the last thing i would talk about was uh is more of terrible fucking sam and his whiny <laughs> bitchiness uh john's essentially telling him hey we need you i need. i want you to go you know guard the crypt which everybody on the internet has pretty much said you you got a guy that's coming to winterfell that Brings people back from the dead And you have every all the civilians And the women and children Go stay in a place Where there's a bunch of dead people Maybe not the best idea However Sam He's telling Sam to go hang out down there And protect everybody And Sam's like I've fought white walkers before I've killed a bunch of them And it's like You didn't really kill them Like it was all accidents shit Like It's not like you were A formidable foe or anything Uh, So that This is one of the things I hate about Sam <laughs>
1: Yeah, he definitely has a lot of um, convenience on his side. Yeah, I mean that could be a superpower. Sure, he was said he wanted to He's be like a long wizard, shot, basically, <laughs> or domino, or domino. He's just right place, right time. Somehow, just clumsily <laughs> succeeds. Good luck is not a superpower, as Deadpool said. <laughs> I beg to differ. Okay, um, is there any other parts that you want to talk about um, that we didn't cover? That's essentially it. I think there was one other aspect Yes. So Ghost is still here. Ghost, yes. He
2: showed up in the background of one scene.
1: Yeah, and I mean no reference to him. He looked like a regular
2: wolf. He's the only dire wolf left, right? And, Sansa and, and Summer Nymeria. was killed.
1: And Arya let hers go. Yeah, but that one's still alive.
2: It's still alive, but it's not anywhere near anywhere yeah. around. No, we don't know where it's where it's at. It's
1: somewhere in the riverlands.
2: What about um Bran's dog?
1: Oh yeah, he did. Okay,
2: and R- R- Rickon?
1: Yes, he's dead too. Okay,
2: well I know Rickon's dead. No, well bo- both.
1: Okay, Rickon, uh, whatever the wildling's name was, Osha I think. Osha. Asha. Asha. Sure. Yeah. Whichever. It was. I think it was Asha, and um yeah, so yeah, all of the all of them except Nymeria and Ghost are dead. Okay, well.
2: Do you think? Do you feel like Nemiria is gonna just show up in the big battle at some point?
1: It would be awesome, but I without think, any explanation as to like some kind of psychic link or connection like working, uh-huh. it would be really dumb. Unless they got a brand somehow to explain like, oh yeah, like I found her and I brought her here to help you out, yeah. Kind of thing. Hmm. But no, I, I think it'd be better to just leave them be.
2: All right, so it,
1: that's it. Uh, that's pretty much it. Just Ghost waiting for the, the big battle. I, I, it it has to happen in the next episode. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it, it would tease it. It would piss, p- piss, it would piss off so many people. I mean, we
2: did. Oh, so we, the one part we did miss is that uh, the uh, Tormon's group and the and the Ravens that met up at Eastwatch. They they showed up back at Winterfell this episode to be like, hey, they're on their way. They're going to be here in the morning.
1: Yeah, kind of thing. So everything was just all the preparations. What if life. what if they don't go? I mean, we we forgot to mention
2: that Bran also said that the the Night King is coming after him. And That's essentially what's going to happen. That's they, he knows that that's what he wants. The Night King wants Bran. So what if that's not true? What if what if he, the morning comes and and the White Walkers don't show up because they're actually heading towards King's Landing?
1: I mean, that'd be pretty cool, because then that would buy them more time. It, it would, would take, buy more time. Although, it would be horrible, because then that means they would bolster their army with all of the gold company. That's right. So that would be even worse. So What, if, it,
2: what, if, it's a, what if it's just a giant swerve?
1: Well, then maybe my theory will come true, that Cersei will become the Night Queen. Ooh, that's crazy. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, we'll just have to see. I doubt that's what's going to happen, but we'll have to see.
1: I'd say anything could happen right now. It's true. I, it can go any which way, and I'd love
2: it. Uh, okay, if you have any theories or like to talk with us about what we saw, what we talked about, uh, we'd love to hear from you. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Michipedia G-E-M, G-E-M stands for Geek Media. John is also on Twitter as? I am at Magic Bollocks. The rest of Geek Media is at Geek Media on Twitter, at Geek Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Media is our Facebook page. Check out our website, Geek for archive episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Media Network. But until next time, this is... The Geeks Watch on the Geekly Media Network saying, always remember to geek geek out.
0: This concludes our broadcast.
1: Hi, this is Steven from Geekly Media, and I want to tell you about Cuts by Candice, a hairstylist that will work with you to get just the right look. After growing my hair out for years and years, Candace was the only stylist I trusted to cut my
2: luscious locks. Mention our promo code, Geek Out, when making your appointment through the end of April 2019, and you'll get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candice on Facebook, and Cuts by Candace 3 on
0: Instagram, and start looking the best you, you can.